Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Milton Stewart. Today we're going to get into a very interesting number. It is the number eight, the challenger, the boss. And this episode is going to be great because there's a lot of eights in my life and a lot of eights can be misunderstood. The Enneagram 8 is known as the boss or the challenger. And if you know an 8, then you know this is so true. 8s are usually powerful and dominant types. They are self-confident, decisive, strong-willed, and definitely confrontational. Unlike the Enneagram 9, who are out of touch with their anger, the 8 is extremely close and intimate with their anger. Type 8s can easily access their anger and typically enjoy the intensity that it brings. Enneagram 8s are a body-slash-anger center of intelligence. 8s are very active and instinctual, meaning they are always using first their instincts to solve a problem. There are definitely pros and cons to this. Enneagram 8s are unwilling to be controlled or feel like they are being controlled. That definitely has its challenges in the workplace. Enneagram 8s problem with being controlled manifests itself in a paradoxical way many times and eights end up doing the controlling even though they are not a fan of having anyone in control. Let's talk more about the eights temperament. Eights are well acquainted with their anger and have what's called an active anger. Wait, before we continue, I must get on my soapbox about the anger before I continue. Look, Anger is not bad, nor is it good. It is an emotion that can be used for good or bad. Righteous anger is not only a good thing, but a great thing. Righteous anger has helped millions of people and stopped a lot of oppression in this world. Volatile anger, unfortunately, has done the opposite. Enneagram 8s are usually known for their anger if they are undeveloped, but beneath that anger is a yearning for something to be right that they feel is wrong. Let's make sure we don't categorize anger as a bad thing and the Enneagram 8 as bad either. Soapbox done. Enneagram 8s want to be self-reliant, to prove their strength and resist weakness, to be important in the world, to dominate, conquer their environment, and to stay in control of their situation. 8s have an issue with control like no other type. Every type has an issue with some type of control, but eights have a really strong opposition to control. The basic fear of the eight is being harmed or controlled by others. You may be like, why would an eight have a fear of being harmed with how strong they project themselves? Well, being harmed is not always physical. The harm really is an internal harm that eights fear. It's a deep personal, emotional type of fear of being hurt. Vulnerability is scary for type 8s. Usually 8s can talk about tough subjects or say what needs to be said or not needed to be said, but that is not vulnerable for the Enneagram 8. Vulnerability for the 8 requires them to open up 
where they can share and show their deeper emotion under the anger. A place where you can be hurt by the outer world, but also a place where you can be fully experiencing life and love. This is why eight's basic desire is to protect themselves. They want to be in control of their own life and destiny. Eights really have a hard time trusting people. Type eights can see people as either you are with me as a friend or you don't exist to me. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of you going into work give you anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're probably not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become self-aware. The self-awareness leads into organizations by helping with communication, conflict management, and leadership development. Ultimately, turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your service and bottom lines. You can contact Kaizen Careers at kaizencareers.com or Milton at kaizencareers.com and that's K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or you can dial 901-334-1644 to contact Kaizen Careers. What would a type eight tell you about themselves? They would say a little something like, I thrive on having lots of energy in my body and I am in motion quite often trying to accomplish something. I am strong and I protect the weak. I have a really good BS meter. I can tell when someone is lying. I am direct, willing to confront when the need arises and express my anger immediately. People see me as aggressive, intimidating, intense, and impulsive, even though I don't necessarily see myself that way. I have trouble staying with my own vulnerability and sad feelings. I have a strong sense of knowing what is fair or right in my body center. Eight at their best. The healthiest emotion for the Enneagram Eight is innocence, meaning they can face life with the open heart and without cynicism. In all honesty, when you witness this side of an ape, it is one of the most beautiful things I have personally seen. A lot of women in my life are eights, and the moments when they show the innocence for others and themselves compels everyone around them to let down their guard as well. The eight's strength includes being powerful, enthusiastic, and generous, If you catch an eight around kids or animals, you will be surprised how gentle and soft they can be if you have only seen one side of an Enneagram eight. Eights at their worst. Dun, dun, dun. So the lowest emotion of the type eight is excessive anger and excessiveness with a revengeful attitude towards people. Man on man, woman on woman. When an eight is in this low emotion, they can be tough to be around because everything is so intense and filled with anger. The weaknesses are right along the same line and it's the type eight that can engage in overly intense activities. They can succumb to anger and make really poor decisions and they can be dominating. Many times an eight 
is not aware how intense they truly are to others. Type 8's intensity scale starts where most people's scales stop. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast. They each use their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Eights in the workplace. Eights can be found in leadership roles. They instinctively take charge of situations and control their environment. Their preference is to make an impact rather than take on a passive role. The result is that they get things done. They deny their weakness and maintain their self-image as being a strong person who is in command of their life. This attitude makes it difficult for them to open up in relationships where lowering defenses is required in order to be intimate. Being vulnerable is eight's worst fear. They tend to be more controlling and domineering when they feel vulnerable, and trust issues are quite common in their relationships. They do have a sentimental side, but unhealthy eights rarely ever show that part of them. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Psychological defense. Eights use the defense mechanism of denial to avoid vulnerability and maintain a self-image of being strong. Denial is a kind of forceful redirecting of attention and feeling based on willfulness and strength. You probably met an eight based on these verbal and nonverbal cues. They use profanity typically or have body-based humor. Most of the eights I know they can drop a few curse words here and there, anywhere, literally, anywhere. But they don't mean it in a mean and harmful way necessarily, but sometimes it's just a matter of speaking and sometimes it's to make a statement to see how people will respond and can they handle them. They usually use short and simple sentences. And when they speak, a lot of times it's giving commands, nonverbal cues authoritative with strong physical presence. They have that dominant pose. Unlike the Enneagram 9, 8, look strong, walk strong, talk strong. It's all things they do are strong for the most part, typically. Uh, they used to give you very direct eye contact. Speaking style, 8s usually speak assertively and assert strong leadership. They tend to be bossy, and when things go wrong, they often get angry. Here are some examples of an Enneagram 8 in real life and in TV. One being Serena Williams. If you've ever seen Serena Williams 
on the court. She's fierce. She's amazing. She's strong. She's powerful. But she definitely can get angry. She can definitely break a racket. And if she feels something is wrong or the judge has caused something wrong, she will definitely argue with them and let them know that what they did was not correct or right. And so Serena Williams is one of the eights from real life. Another one is Martin Luther King. Yes, Martin Luther King, nonviolent leader of the civil rights movement, one of the leaders of the civil rights movement. He is an Enneagram 8. This is showing you the power that an Enneagram 8 can move people towards. The power they can collect and strengthen people, protect them, and help to move forward about change in a good way. And he is definitely showing not only that anger can be used in a wonderful way, in a righteous way. Martin Luther King's anger is a righteous anger. It's because things are wrong and people, black people, minorities are being treated unfairly and unjust and he wasn't going to stand for it. And so he's another Enneagram 8. Some more Enneagram 8s who are um, TV shows or different things. Harry Potter, Jack Bauer from 24 and Magneto from X-Men. So if you have any movies and you want to look for Enneagram 8, those are some people you can look for just to kind of see some of the traits that they have. And if you're wondering how could Harry Potter be one, if you look at how much he stands up for his friends and is willing to go toe-to-toe with anyone, that's an 8. That's an 8 right there. Willing to protect friends and those who are weak and will stand up fearlessly, that's an 8. My experience with eights. So until I knew the Enneagram, I didn't know I had so many eights in my life. Oh, my goodness. My mentor slash God brother is an eight. And I never could figure out why we would always argue. And I mean, we would argue. And I would feel like it would be so annoying and I would be tired of it. But it was like he was like, cool, that was a good that was a good argument. Look at that. And I was like, wow, this is annoying. I can't stand this. And so when I figured out I had him take the Enneagram and found that he was an eight, I said, it makes all the sense in the world now. Anger, intensity, that's what he loves. That's great for him. It's like, yay. And me, on the other hand, I'm like, I'm not about that life. I'm not trying to do all that. I'm trying to be cool, calm, collecting, and fun. That's what I like to do. So that was interesting. We had an argument in Baltimore, which was so crazy, about who was more humble. It was the worst argument you could even imagine. We're in a car driving around Baltimore. And literally, I mean, we're literally arguing. Not like like joking back and forth or disagreeing. No, no. We're arguing about who is more humble or less humble. So it was, it was wild. It was the craziest thing ever. Um, obviously, neither one of us were humble in that moment because you don't argue about being humble. It automatically takes you out of the category. So I also allowed my cousins a few weeks ago to take the Enneagram uh, from my website, kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram. So I had them take it. And shockingly... But understandably, just about all my girl cousins and one of my sisters are eights. 
And it's like five, six, seven, I don't know, eight of them. I don't know. And I got to admit, I am shocked and not shocked at the same time because that's a lot of intenseness in my family. But it makes so much sense when I look back over how we grew up, over how they parent, over the different things going on in their lives and our lives in general. I was like, hmm, makes so much sense now. Now I know that Enneagram 8. Um, a good friend, uh, a really good friend from my church group, uh, young adults, uh, Deanna, I'm gonna say her name on here. Uh, she won mine. She's an eight and I have seen so much growth out of her. I've seen the most unhealthiest eight as far as like a year ago she was. She was extremely rugged, hard to get to, hard to talk to. Um, in a sense, because it was so aggressive, so strong, everything was so rough. The conversation, her tone and everything. It was just like, you know, you, she could be chopping people up left and right. And she partially wouldn't even know it because she was just in a bad place. But now, a year later, literally, she has really shown true vulnerability and you get to see the beautiful, sweet, loving side of her, the soft side of her, the gentle side of her. And it's absolutely amazing to see that from an eight because it's it's so real when it's from them. It's not fake. It's not phony. It's, you know, it's not that I'm being nice. It's that I'm genuinely nice. I'm genuinely loving. I'm gentle and I'm sweet. And so to see her work with different kids and to see her around animals, you just see the gentleness that she actually has inside. And not only them, but just other adults in situations that will usually annoy her and send her to anger really quickly. She's learned how to rein that in and still respond in a way that is loving, kind, but still straightforward. Um, and my last example of Enneagram 8 that's in my life is a um, someone that I work with. And she is absolutely amazing with kids. She's one of the best teachers I've ever witnessed in my life. And she is an eight to the T and she has been growing, still working on the growth path, but she has really challenged herself to work on herself and her eightness because she does get angry quite a bit. And she hates to use the word anger because it's been used the wrong way and people have like labeled her angry and all this stuff and that's not okay. But technically she is angry, but it's because something isn't right. And a lot of times her anger is a righteous anger. She's just working on channeling that anger to use it in a way that is um, environmentally changing and positive, even though it is anger, trying to just channel it the right way to make sure things get done that should be done in order for the kids to grow and be the best they can be and get them prepared for college and the real world that's outside of school. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute for a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types 
you can go to EnneagramInstitute.com. And the tester has a minimal cost, but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at Integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Here's how you can help an eight in your life. Encourage Enneagram eights in your life to accept their own vulnerability. Distinguish it from weakness and to reduce excessive and impulsive behavior. Provide honest feedback about their impact on you and intimidation of you. A lot of times Enneagram 8s do not know the impact that they have and how intense they can be. So you have to be direct and you have to be honest with them. Yes, it can be scary. Yes, it can be challenging, but they will respect you and they will seriously love you if they feel they can trust you to give them honest and truthful feedback. Be forthright and firm, yet flexible. Demonstrate the virtues of receptivity, flexibility, and acceptance. Those are some of the things you can do if you have an Enneagram 8 in your life and they need some assistance from you because they trust you and you're part of their family of friends. If you are Enneagram 8, here are some things that could really help you out. Things that you can work on in self-development. Notice and moderate your intensity, excess, and impact. Allow a gap between impulse and action in order to consider your behavior. Observe your all-or-nothing style of paying attention. Also, observe your all-or-nothing when it comes to people in your life. Realize that true power comes from the appropriate application of force. Value others' truths. Realize that there is power in true vulnerability. If you are Enneagram 8, listen closely. Either one or two things typically happen when you figure out that you're Enneagram 8. One, either you absolutely hate it and you want to deny it because you're like, I'm not that angry. I'm not an angry, mad person or aggressive and challenging person. Or two, you revel in it and you're like, yeah, that's me. So you don't really want to go either one of those ways. What you really want to do is work on developing yourself so that your gifts as an eight are actually gifts and they're not used in a way that's harmful. You want to use them in a way that builds people up, builds communities and fights against injustice. Use that force, use that intensity to stand up for people and to protect the weak. A lot of times Enneagram 8s, when they're not healthy, they can beat down on some people in many ways, verbally more than anything, with explosive anger. But you do not have to do it that way. You can use that intensity to fight against oppression, to fight against a lot of the social justice issues that we have going on, because we need that fire. Mother Teresa was an Enneagram 8. Yes, I said it. Mother Teresa was an Enneagram 8. So if she can do it and become as gentle as she was and still make a change and a difference that she did, any Enneagram 8 can do it as well. So if you are Enneagram 8, take joy in being yourself, but also work on making sure that you be the best that you can be by making sure whatever is vulnerable there that needs to be healed, that you work on getting that healed 
talked about and open with someone you trust or a counselor so that you can become all you can be and actually really make a definitely strong impact upon this world. Thanks for tuning in to the Enneagram 8 episode. Make sure to stay tuned for the next one, which is going to be the Enneagram 7, which is definitely going to be wild and enthusiastic. And remember, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course, 